It was a real treat last Friday to uh, battle tidal waves, storms, traffic of all sorts to make uh, the hour and a half trip, which is usually an hour and a half trip to Atlantic City, a three and a half hour trip. But I must say, uh, the presentation that uh, Brian Kilmeade gave at Harry Hurley's charity dinner at resorts in Atlantic City last Friday was absolutely terrific. And I've talked before about what an impressive uh, public speaker Brian Kilmeade is. People know him as a best-selling author, as a TV anchor on Fox and Friends and on One Nation, as a nationally syndicated radio talk show host, one of the most listened to in the country. Until you have heard Brian speak in person, and I've now had the privilege to do that several times, I don't think you have any understanding and appreciation of what a five-tool talent he genuinely is as a communicator. Brian, one, thank you for the shout-out. Thank you for the clever inscription on on your book. But really, kudos on a masterful presentation. Frank, that means a lot. Seriously, uh, that was the first time I was able to speak about the new book and put it in context with the others. And uh, the the press, sadly, and the news, especially in, in our city, with the city council coming out saying, you know, we've got to probably take down some of these offensive statues like George Washington and DeWitt Clinton and uh, everyone we can that uh, possibly had interaction with slaves, even though their role in their founding has uh, – uh, it made us – they were indispensable in the nation we became. So to see that, uh, to see history come in the news almost every time my book publishes, it, it gets me motivated. Yeah, well, uh, people should absolutely uh, check it out. It's coming out first week in November, right? Yeah, and I'll be in Red Bank, New Jersey. I'm not sure. I know how powerful the WABC signal is. Oh, we Red have Bank, a lot New of listeners Jersey, in Red two Bank. days later. Hundred percent. Yeah, Thursday. I'm going to try and uh, make uh, make my way out there because uh, you know Red Bank's a great town, and uh, I would I'd love to come there. And uh, it's uh, a great book. And when the book's out, we'll we'll chat more about it. All right, uh, Brian, I got to ask you about the big news. You have been all over this. We talked about the possibility of this occurring last week, and that is the overthrow of uh, of Kevin McCarthy, if that's the right word. But uh, w- give me your, your take on this overall, Brian. Uh, I'm furious. And uh, I got uh, Congressman Good today and yesterday, a congressman from Tennessee, who said he had to prey on it. Yeah, let me, let me, by the way, with, if people uh, didn't get to hear this, this is a little bit of your exchange with Tennessee Republican Congressman uh, Burkett, who was one of the uh, the the eight that uh, that resulted in McCarthy being former Speaker Kevin uh, Kevin McCarthy. Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask Matt. But if Matt for Gates didn't approval, challenge, but- you wouldn't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates didn't stand up, you weren't going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? And so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute that's, you know, you're praying you're about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you've got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, about an, it. I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion, t- too? And you talk over me every time I try to make All a right, point. Make your point. The point is, is that we're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt. This speaker was woefully, woefully lacking in leadership skills. He always placed the blame somewhere else. America is going to be better off with new leadership. Well, Brian, I'm convinced. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. The, the job of speaker is to be leader, 
but but not to have his opinions just backed by 200 members. What you do is you get in there and you lead these, you place these people in committees, you make decisions on personnel, like, for example, Eric Swalwell uh, should be off the Intelligence Committee and Adam Schiff as well and uh, Elon Omar. You get those decisions, absolutely, those are a speaker's decisions. You don't like that? Go ahead. But it puts the chairman in place and, and they vote and they got to work these things out and there's a problem, you get involved, but for the most part, it's not the speaker like the president. It's the speaker shaping, possibly, but these committees have to emerge with appropriations bills. The, the Republic, this is the more we find out about this, Frank. The more we find out about it, the Republicans were not agreeing in committee. Everything from term limits to on spending. It's not Kevin McCarthy's spending plan. It's not Kevin McCarthy's oversight committee. It's the oversight committee who has to, and foreign affairs, who have to put together a budget and push it forward or, and, and debate it and come out with an appropriations bill. And yeah, you can put, you can, you can, uh, you can uh, goose them and you could tell them hurry up and do things like that, but they were not ready. And I found out they did meet over the summer. And they were not ready, so he got a CR, and the CR would have included 8% budget cuts and, and border money. And they said, no, we don't want to do CRs. You don't want to do CRs. Okay. Oh, we always do CRs. Okay, you don't want to do that. So what do you want to do? Well, we want to shut the government down. Well, I can't shut the government down. We cannot shut the government down. We can't shut down the investigations we're running. We can't shut down the Border Patrol. Let's not pay the military. That's going to blow up in Republicans' faces. So he did a deal to get us to November. So as they finish their appropriation bills, four or five got done. They need to get to 10. As they do that, well, let's recall them. And since no Democrat, and they're not responsible to do it, but there was a wink and a nod from Nancy Pelosi, we found out, that we would never leave you twisting, they told Paul Ryan, John Boehner, and Kevin McCarthy. I like the institution too much. That's what they said, but she didn't do it. And he's gone. Because Matt Gates was not happy. We have a situation where, Frank, I wish that I got 96% support at Fox, uh, I don't. And oh. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll you, take you 40% have 96% to, support at please. WABC. I, I, it's, uh, it's 50% on a good day, believe, believe me. Yeah. Uh, no, this guy's um, got 96% support, and he's out. Brian, let me ask you, though, um, is McCarthy even somewhat to blame for his agreement to weaken the rules to allow the motion to vacate to be so easily brought by any dissident member. I can't see Nancy Pelosi agreeing to that. Well, you know, what's so interesting is everybody had it until Nancy Pelosi put the five days or the five votes in or whatever cushion she had. Do you know that Hastert exists like that? Boehner existed like that. Uh, everybody existed like that. Because he just never came to it. Right. There would always be a Democrat or Republican that would cross the line and no one was really bringing it forward unless there was, you know, a scandal. You know, Denny Hastert, we found out, was a criminal. But not while he was in office. That's when you bring it up to vacate the position. We didn't find that out. He actually, according to reports, he did a great job as speaker. You know, kind of a low-key guy who sure. was respected yeah, by people. I think people. one of the longest-serving speakers in our lifetime. Yeah. Right. So, but if there was a scandal, that's where you go to vacate. But you don't like his decisions or leadership styles. You got to vacate. Really? You've only had that. You've only had the majority for nine months. You have everything at stake. Now, people that are critical are, are about people, the impeachment inquiry. Well, that's what Matt Gates wants. People that were critical uh, were, were critical that, you know, he was. Uh, I, I guess uh, another thing he did was the January 6th. He wouldn't cooperate. I thought that was great. He wanted to put people on there when they wouldn't. He just said, I'm not doing it. They thought that was controversial. Okay. But that, you don't get rid of him for that. In fact, those are the types of things that Matt Gates loved.
The um, the other thing that I wonder tactically is they say it's being reported that the Face the Nation interview that McCarthy did with Margaret Brennan last Sunday, where he was very tough on the Democrats, they played that for the House Democrats in their conference and got them all ginned up and angry yeah. at McCarthy. Uh, before that, before that interview, it's not inconceivable to see the, yeah. to, to envision the dozen or so Democrats that represent districts that Trump won, that maybe some of them would have voted to keep McCarthy. McCarthy. Was it a tactical mistake for McCarthy with such a narrow majority to go so hard against the Democrats when he knows he's probably going to need them to retain his speakership? Frank, that's a good point. But on every Sunday show, we watch these guys uh, incinerate the other side on a regular basis. He got up on Sunday and said, look, I had to do a deal with Dems and this is why. And um the Dems were not cooperating, and they pulled a fire alarm to delay it. But in the end, I had to do it because they didn't want to shut down the government. And if you're going to be that sensitive, that on Face the Nation, you know, maybe a few million people watch Margaret Brennan um, say, how could you blame Democrats? You know, I don't know if it was right to blame Democrats. But do you lose your job on that? And does that mean that Akeem Jeffries is being smart for him? Do you know that Democrats are going to regret this decision more than anybody else, even more than Republicans? Because Kevin McCarthy was not vehemently anti-Democrat. He wasn't kicking Nancy Pelosi out of her side room. He wasn't being vindictive. What he was doing is he was fighting for his party. But at the same time, he was dealing with the, They were in constant communication. The next guy or woman, if it's Elise Stefanik, seems to be the only woman that's interested, reaches across the aisle. They know it could be the end of their speakership. So they're not going to bother. By the way, they got to get rid of that, uh, that one simple vote to mm-hmm. vacate. But once they get rid of that... They're going to go. There's no plus side to dealing with Democrats. Kevin McCarthy was the best thing to happen to Hakeem Jeffries because they had a dialogue. There's no way they're going to have as good a relationship as 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 McCarthy had. Hey, and so he wasn't the the next speaker being Brian. punitive. Remember, he set up that China Select Committee. That was the most bipartisan committee I can remember in 20 years. Well, and the uh, the UFO committee, which Burkett actually uh, yeah. actually served on, uh, totally bipartisan as well. Hey, um, the next speaker is it Steve Scalise? Is it Jim Jordan? Is it Donald Trump? Who is it? Well, on on Fox and Friends, we have Jim Jordan at, at and it's not going to be Trump. Even if he wanted it, he can't do it. I mean, between the court cases and his running for president, how do you do that? Uh, it would be interesting, though, wouldn't it? Um, but it would be. It looks to be Steve Scalise or, or Jim Jordan. I think Jim Jordan's got the lead. Sadly, I'm watching Steve Scalise, and he's wearing a mask, and he's using a cane. He's got to use a scooter. And I, I just don't know, even if it's in his best interest to do this job, even though he's got the respect of everyone. Uh, Jim Jordan, just get ready, Jim. You're the conservative Freedom Caucus founder. I get it. Get ready for 50 percent of the Republicans to start hating you soon. So I'm not sure he wants it. There'll be a big loss in oversight if he takes it. But uh, I am totally, totally against not funding the Ukraine war. And that's what Jim Jordan saying. No more money for Ukraine. That's like leaving Afghanistan the way we did. Well, so it, now you no longer. But can a, lot be critical of, a lot of, of the his conference supports that, though. So that's why he's got to, you know, like McCarthy had to go along with this motion know, to vacate leader. rule. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very did you hear McCarthy. Talk about it, Frank. I did. I McCarthy did. talked about it at about 15, 20 minutes. And he says, just give me give you let me give you a historical context. This president underfunded it underreacted to it, sowed the ground for Russian aggression and uh, the Afghanistan. All that stuff is right. And I don't feel comfortable on the same side as Sean Penn on anything. 
But historically, as he laid out what was happening, as the Axis powers reconsolidated and moved forward and we ignored it, we end up in a world war. This is the same exact pattern. So please learn from it. I don't feel comfortable backing the president's foreign policy because his slow walking of weapons has lengthened this and has made dozens, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of people die because of it. But be accounting, be accountable. Don't send them money. Send them weapons only. They've wiped out 50 percent of the Russian army on pure guile, tactics and courage. Do not abandon an ally again. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where where this goes from here. Uh, Brian, you, uh, so check out Jim Jordan on Fox and Friends this morning. Congressman Good coming up on radio. A couple of weeks ago, after the uh, Aaron Rodgers injury, you said that you thought that the Jets could still make the playoffs. I'm guessing you're not making that bet anymore, Brian. Uh, I'm not again. Listen, I'm a Giant fan, but I'm not a Jet hater. I, I like this team, and I love the way they battle against Kansas City. And I've never seen people, uh, I've never seen a person, in, I don't think in my life, uh, in New York, I've been, you know, I used to do sports phone. I, I, you know, being a big sports guy and then 9761313 doing nonstop sports uh, up until I got this job at Fox in 97. So I'm not without knowledge. I'm, I'm a little bit beyond fanship. Mm. I have never seen someone as criticized as Zach Wilson. <laughs> and when Brett Joe true. Namath did it too. I couldn't believe it. It's true. For him to play under that, it made me a Zach Wilson fan. I'm rooting for him. They got a tough road to hoe. Brian Kilmeade, check him out on One Nation Saturday night. See him on Fox and Friends. Listen to him on radio. Thanks, Brian. Go get him, Frank. 800 9222 15 seconds of fame. Straight ahead. The other side of midnight.